Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. started on this podcast too i swear to god i'll repeat everything i just said <laughs> well, what's funny is that i just was thinking about it i was thinking about the opening topic was like wow you know there's actually more facts to back that courtney love murdered kirk cobain than it is that trump actually won the election like <laughs> there's for real <laughs> like the other one there's more evidence for flat earth than there is that trump actually won the election <laughs> there's more evidence for Courtney Love killing Kirk Cobain than most things because she did. <laughs> Just saying, bro. Yeah, not you know everybody's all caught up on this whole oh nine eleven was in it. Nine eleven was an inside job. Why aren't we investigating the real mysteries? Like why? Like you know Courtney Love killing that's, Kirk Cobain. That's right. <laughs> Still reopen the case. I'm fucking tired of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Did you said the. Was that a real thing that you said about the song was like Oh yeah, I've heard that before. I've never heard that. Say, tell me tell say that. I've never heard that. The whole song that anyone remembers, which is the <laughs> Oh make me over. <laughs> People have said that that song is her tongue in cheek admitting she killed him because <laughs> when he died it made her over because she was always going to be the wife of Kurt Cobain. You know why she was always going to be the wife of Kurt Cobain? Because that was her greatest achievement. <laughs> but at the same time, didn't that song come out before he died? I think it did. I don't <laughs> even remember. People, people, there's, there's sub conspiracy <laughs> theories for this conspiracy theory. It goes it's a subreddit. Things. It's a sub. We're going to look it up because I actually think it came out later than that, to be honest. Um, let me see. Is it called Celebrity Skin? I think it's called Celebrity Skin. But I don't remember. Here we go. No, fuck off then. Okay. The music video hit YouTube in 2009, so <laughs> that's what that means. Oh, here we go, Wikipedia. Um, no, it came out after. The album came out on September 8th, 1998. Kurt Cobain died April 4th, 1994. Huh. Okay, so there's a little bit of a 
There's a little bit of a lag there. <laughs> four four years after. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> I never liked that song. I didn't either. The, the whole as a band, the instrument the people on the guitar and the drums were a solid band. They really were. Courtney Love was annoying. She sounded like a drug whore. She kind of was. Oh, yeah. But she sounded like it was obvious. And you're just kind of like, this is kind of sad. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch this. Also, she killed one of my favorite <laughs> fucking <laughs> rock dude. <laughs> God damn it. The thoughts expressed on this podcast do not actually <laughs> imagine what Nirvana could have done. We probably wouldn't have had um, the Foo Fighters, though, if uh, All he right. stayed alive. Well, no, I think by this point they probably would have split up. But there, no, there was a fucking. All right, I got too excited and I kicked the thing. <laughs> there, there's an interview, like '92, where it was Kurt Cobain, and he said, "Because they said, oh, I heard that um, your drummer. They didn't even say Dave Grohl. They just said your drummer um, was writing some songs. How do you feel about that?" And he goes, "That'd be great. It takes a lot of pressure off of me." <laughs> And then Dave Grohl even said in a different interview later in life that he liked a few of his songs. They just never had time because Kurt had a bunch of songs written already. Mm. And it technically was his band. I mean, really. Yeah. But they were going to do it. So it could have been Kurt singing Foo Fighter songs. <laughs> fucking, there's a universe out there where this is happening. Can you imagine some of those Foo Fighter songs being sung by, uh, by Kurt Cobain? It wouldn't work. I, I no. feel like the energy is different. Because, like, Foo Fighters went hard. Like, I think Foo Fighters, I always felt the Foo Fighters, a lot of their songs had a little, a touch of metal in them yeah. on how hard they went. But there's a couple, Kurt, Kurt Cobain, like, Nirvana's songs that went hard sounded more punk. Yeah. Like, they would sound like a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course they were a mess because, you know, Courtney Love was involved. Oh, my God. I don't think she was involved. I mean, she was sucking them off in between takes. Which is <laughs> the least she can fucking do. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> it was so, it's just so funny how, and I told Steve this in the other podcast, I'm really not going to get it. If you want to hear my rant, you can listen to, um, the, what's the, the other the, podcast? The, the Truly Pointless Podcast. The Truly Pointless Podcast. But Which actually technically airs is released the day after we released this one. Right, so, so <laughs> you're getting a sneak peek. But all I'll say is this in this podcast, because I've been talking about this, because we're recording these all at the same time, so I've been talking about this for like an hour. Um, I'll say that, what did I want to say? I don't even fucking remember. Hmm. Um, I don't remember. Fuck. Hmm. I do that all the time. Damn it. Hmm. I set up with expedition, and then I fucking forget what I was going to say. Hmm. All I'm saying is Courtney Love killed Kirkman. 127%. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I remember what I was gonna say. I, I've been I've gotten I've grown tired of hip hop lately. And it made me realize that that's all I've been listening to. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna, you know, start with the rock that I used to listen to, and I've I've fallen back in love with it. Um and Nirvana, I've kind of forgot that I I was a huge Nirvana fan. <laughs> like I had a I had a poster and shit. Like I loved Nirvana. And um uh I just encourage anyone 
to listen to Nirvana. That's all I'm saying. If you're young and you'd be like, what the fuck's rock? Eh." (laughs) Listen. If you like mumble rap, you'll like Nirvana. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, oh, dare me on that one. (laughs) There's... There's a video, I guess Little Wayne played the guitar very badly. Please do not use him as a gauge for the guitar. Like, look back a little bit, okay? <laughs> Please. Post Malone, actually, um, who's a current dude, he throws the guitar in a lot, and he's actually pretty good. Hmm. And he did a um, he did a cover of a Nirvana song. And people were clowning him. They were like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing because he wore a dress. I'm like, that's because Kurt Cobain wore a dress one time when he did a set. Yeah. When he did a concert. So he would, that, I was like, that was a nice little, I'm like, all right, you a real fan. I see you. Yeah. Let's get Courtney Love together, Post. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming that when you hit Christmas break, this pretty much going to be the continuation of your deep dive. You might have Christmas in there somewhere, but you know. You'll probably end up just reopen the case. All right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's evidence that needs to be looked at. So, I mean, it's not it's not far fetched, okay? That's what I'm saying. Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> so aside from revisiting the case, what else are you gonna be doing for Christmas? Christmas, um, did we even introduce ourselves? Oh no. Hey, welcome to the Lazy Geeks, everybody, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Investigator Adam Riley. (laughs) All right. Uh, What am I going to be doing? Kurt Cobain conspiracy theorist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, not much. I mean, it's 2020. You're gonna like, have what are you going to do? You're going to have another super spreader event like you did on Thanksgiving? No, I'm not going to have another super <laughs> spreader event. Um, no, I don't think we're doing anything. I'm just going to be it's low key. We did a little bit of uh, holiday shopping this weekend for the kids. Costco? <laughs> Some of it was at Costco, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was out of work for a month too, so it's not like we're. Ha- I'm still catching up, so we're not going to have some fucking glorious Christmas. But no one cares because we grew up poor. So, <laughs> fucking, you know, whatever. Um, but no, they got we. My mom sent money to buy them gifts. So we went and got those. And, um, some of them already have the gifts. Like my oldest or not my oldest. The oldest daughter that lives with me wanted a weighted blanket because she has anxiety issues and she heard that it works. So she wasn't sleeping very well. And I was like, okay. And she's been out like a fucking light ever since we got it. So if <laughs> yeah, you so, have anxiety issues, buy a weighted so blanket. So we got a blanket that we just put some two-pound weights in it. <laughs> right. So it's like a 15-pound blanket or something. Jesus. Um, And it's, you know, it's 15 fucking pounds. And then um, my youngest daughter wanted her ears pierced. So, oh, I saw that on Facebook, yeah. Right. And I go, where did you go to get that done? Because I wasn't with my wife. She goes, oh, place at the mall. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Take her to the fucking tattoo parlor. You don't got a place at the mall. (laughs) Tattoo parlor. She comes out with half a face mask. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because the tattoo parlors are the most sterile. Yeah. They're like doctor's offices when it comes to being sterile. But, you know, I'm sure the fucking place at the mall was, uh, (laughs) you know, great. Um, But, yeah, she's very happy with that. Um, And then I don't know what else is going. My wife and 
she takes care of these things. I played, I got to level 15 on my Hunter in World of <laughs> Warcraft today. So, um, my wife pretty much le- left me alone because I've been working a lot of overtime. And like today, I was like, I don't want to work overtime today. And she's like, okay. And then she just left me alone. So I just kind of kicked back and listened well, to music and played well, well, you, World of Warcraft. Well, you, you know, you, uh, you did so much overtime plus going to Costco. You're bound to. She's gonna come down an aisle and see you literally just break the neck of someone who just pissed you off. There's a reason they don't sell weapons at Costco because <laughs> I'll open that bitch. Like <laughs> these people, and again, little advertisement. Listen to that truly pointless talk podcast because I get fucking into it. <laughs> I've been actually ranting pretty steady for like a straight hour, <laughs> and it was funny shit. I'm not. I'm not trying to do my own horn. Quality material. Okay, <laughs> go check that out. But um, what are you doing for it? Just typical stuff with the with your brother or what? Yeah, just nothing big. Just kind of, I mean, as as we've been doing. So it's funny because like 2020 is kind of what we've been doing. You know, just you know, um, just kicking back. Just right. You know, have some tamales and uh, you know, uh, low key. So it should be it should be cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, not much, uh, not much is going on for that. But oh, uh, rude. Oh, you, yeah, I heard that. Turn that tone down. I apologize. <laughs> First of all, you better, you know, better take down that tone. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny. Sometimes Steve will um will fake being offended, almost like a diva, a diva rant. <laughs> like some little thing will happen, like the phone, and he goes, "Jesus, can we work with someone professional?" It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting here cracking up. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, so um yeah, it's pretty much just gonna be uh just gonna be pretty pretty quiet. I still kinda it it's funny because like the whole year felt like a decade. Like with yeah. all the shit going on and his house. I feel so, like we've been in this year for a long time. Yeah. And um and now it's like, oh wow, it's almost Christmas. Like it just kind of between Thanksgiving and Christmas it just kind of it just kind of hit the hit the gas. Right. <laughs> We're just kind of like, oh, okay. And I saw somebody on the news go, well, you know, it feels like you know Trump has been president for seventy five years, particularly for twenty twenty. <laughs> it just seems to, it's like gone on and on and on and on and on. Um, but yeah, just because there's. I think we're all overstimulated. Like there, every day, there's new information. I mean, it feels like there's new information, but there really isn't. <laughs> right. You know, I feel like this whole year has been that week nine eleven happened. Oh yeah, where you're just stuck on the TV and it just never ended. You know, and it's like fucking. I don't want to live like this anymore. I'm looking forward to January twentieth, where yeah, we don't actually have to go to Twitter to see you know what kind of bullshit he's. I mean, now we can block him and not really worry about it because he's going to be out of office. So it's kind of like that's cool. I've already, I I already I don't follow. <laughs> I haven't followed him in a long time. It was better for my mental health. <laughs> and Steve will tell you anyway. Yeah. Every time <laughs> it's either follow Trump or follow Steve. There's no point in following both. <laughs> Steve don't give a fuck. He motherfucking airs him out every day. It's just so funny to me. Because <laughs> I told my friend, I'm like, yeah, I unfollowed um Trump. And do try to look at me. But he's like, I mean, he's still the president. You still, I'm like, first of all, it's Twitter. Fuck off. You know, <laughs> I didn't follow Clinton. Like, calm down. <laughs> I said, but also I got a home. You fucking airs them out. I don't need to follow them <laughs> and retweets. Bro. You know, I didn't block them. I'm not right. a bitch. You know what I mean? Just, right. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't follow them either. But you know, most of the people that I follow usually yeah, have a shit. You'll come up. 
It'll come up. So. To, yeah, you don't need to follow them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. And then also nowadays, if you follow someone who has a controversial opinion, you get aired the fuck out yourself. Yeah. Which I think is weird. <laughs> well, um, just a reminder for everybody. This is our last episode of this podcast for 2020. Uh, we'll be taking the next two weeks off for the holidays and then be wow. back uh, Be back in uh, the second Monday in January. Uh, however, if you're listening to the away team, that will still go on because we're kind of time sensitive on that. Um, but it's just going to be recording that. And then the Truly Pointless podcast, I think I have two episode, older episodes that have never been released that are backlogged, so I may just throw those out there too. So, um, yeah, with the exception of the away team, we'll be pretty much be taking a break. My last two episodes of, of the, um, the fine line, one will be out this, um, this Wednesday, which is the faux war on Christmas. And, um, and then I'll do a recap episode at the, um, for next week, which will be before the end of the year of 2020. And then that will be off until about March. So then I can work on some new episodes and be able to have, more continuous content rolling out uh, and uh, be able to have it done on a weekly basis. But it'll be like a couple months and then a break and then a couple months and then a break. So, uh, so yeah, and then when we come back in 2021, we'll begin the countdown to episode 400. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're hitting 389 this week. So when we hit back, it'll be 390. So we'll be, I figure probably when I figured it out, it'll probably be sometime March is when we'll actually hit 400. So... Yeah, so that should be uh, be kind of interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> 400 episodes of us just doing the same shit week after week. This is how Steve and I hang out. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we send memes to each other all week. Right. And then we hang out and discuss them. We send memes to each other all week, and then we send bullshit stories on Twitter. Yeah. And then we do this. So <laughs> so that's pretty much what we've some got. Some TikToks nowadays, Yeah, some too. TikToks, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we live very exciting life. <laughs> Just as exciting as all of you, right? That's exactly. what we all do. So. <laughs> and in fact, we probably communicate more than most of you do with other people that you know. Yeah, truthfully. All right. So, I think it's time that we jump into some news stories that may have slipped under your radar in the past week. So, just in time for Christmas's debut of Wonder Woman 1984, Warner Media and Roku have finally cut a deal to put HBO back on the streaming platform. You can add the channel via Roku's store app. Um, oh, and according to their blog post, the HBO Max app will be live as of December 17th, which it was. And there's no details mentioned on, you know, what ne- to negotiated the return of HBO, but it solves a major missing item for each in its uh, attempts for streaming support. Um so one of the cool things is now there is one thing that I got to point out here. Here it is. Uh, you'll be able to pay for HBO Max subscription using Roku Pay setup. However, it's unclear what will happen to people who subscribe to HBO via Roku's premium subscription uh, because it's actually off the premium subscription. So what, what they're going to do is they're going to start a, an HBO Max Roku edition. So they'll have yet <laughs> another way you can watch HBO. Uh because it was it like um like Amazon they had a it was like a channel for them through the HBO premium subscription yeah. but i think the that the way is now is you actually have to cancel it through there and then go through the um Roku payment setup uh i think that because it's no longer being offered within the Roku premium 
channel. Uh, so it's a, it's a little wonky there. But if you have done, if you subscribe to HBO Max and had the HBO app on there, all you actually had to do was, if it hasn't updated on its own, you can force update, hit the star button or the asterisk, and then highlight the update the app, and then it will change the icon for a second. Then you just restart it, and boom, you're good to go. You won't. The cool thing is you don't even have to log into it again. It just automatically picks it up, so it's ease of access. So, um, so I've been actually able to watch all the shit that I wanted to watch on HBO Max without having to turn on my PlayStation or Xbox. And I can watch it on the Roku in my room. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, you'll be ready for uh, Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day, and uh, yep, whatever whatever else you know floats your boat. It's actually pretty. It's actually HBO Max. I gotta admit, has improved a lot since it launched in May. Um, I, I find there's a lot more content to watch and there's always a lot of shit they add to it. Yeah, there's a lot of good shit on there. Um, and if you haven't watched the French Prince of Bel-Air reunion, gotta watch and have Kleenex. Oh, is that dude. out already? Oh, dude, that's been out for a while, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, and uh, be sure to have Kleenex because when they do that Uncle Phil bit, <laughs> bruh. He was everybody's Uncle Phil, Hell bro. Yeah. I fucking, God, I love that show. Grew up with that shit. Such a good show. Um, and they have and they have both Aunt Viv's. I did hear that, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, because I I heard they the finally first, buried the hatch the hatchet. Well, the first Aunt Viv, I think she she wasn't just being a diva. I think she had some mental issues. Didn't she, she had some shit going on that she didn't tell yeah. anybody on the set, so that made her difficult to work with. And Will Smith said, "Had I known, you know." Um, right, she should have spoke up, but yeah. it was also a different time. You don't really talk about stuff like that back then. Yeah, now you wear. A sign around your neck that says all your <laughs> all your issues. Now so it's a badge. It's a badge right. you put on you. To... Badge of honor. Which you know what? That might be better. Yeah. If you really think about it. Um, but moving on to a clusterfuck. <laughs> Big old clusterfuck. Um, Sony is. I actually am impressed with Sony's decision here, and I'll I'll get into it at the end. Sony is pulling Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store and offering full refunds for anyone who bought the game from the digital storefront, the company said on Thursday. If you want to start the refund process now, Sony says to visit this site, um, and links in the show notes, of course, and sign into the PlayStation account to submit a request. However, later on Thursday evening, Sony said it is, quote, aware some users are experiencing issues, unquote, accessing the refund form. Um, if you're seeing issues, you may want to try again later. It's probably because everybody was trying to do it so fast. <laughs> um, Cyberpunk 2077 has already been removed from the PlayStation Store for a few Verge staffers on their PS5s. And the game um, doesn't come up in the search for Cyberpunk 2077 on the web version of the store. Following, following older online listing links to the game will show its store page, but with the option to wishlist it only. Players have found that Cyberpunk 2077, which has only been out for a little more than one week. And has been delayed for like a year. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it has been riddled with bugs. And while while game looks and performs well in backwards compatibility mode on the PS5, it is prone to routine crashes and a number of distracting visual glitches. On PS4, however, the game fares a lot worse. Euro, Eurogamer reports poor performance, low frame rates, and texture pop-in. Sony's move... Uh, comes just days after Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red said 
People unsatisfied with their purchase on the PS4 or Xbox One should request a refund. Yet, due to Sony's stringent uh, refund policies, Sony does have they're a lot they're a lot less loose with their fucking um, returns. Many who brought bought digital version versions of the game from the PlayStation Store were unable to get refunds. Uh, CD Projekt Red posted a note to its investor website disclose, disclosing Sony's decision, saying. The decision to disclose Sony's decision was undertaken following our discussion with Sony Interactive Entertainment regarding a full refund for all gamers who had purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store and want a refund at this time. All copies of the game previously purchased digitally on PlayStation Store remain available for use by the respective buyers. Gamers can still buy physical versions of the game in retail and mail order stores. All copies whether digital or physical, will continue to receive support and updates from the company. Uh, it's unclear when Sony plans to return Cyberpunk 2077 um, to PlayStation to the PlayStation Store. The company's note um, says the game will be unavailable in its digital form until further notice. It's also not clear if Microsoft plans to similarly yank the game from its digital storefront or offer full refunds. Microsoft. Uh, didn't immediately reply to a request for comment. All digital and physical copies of the game will continue to receive support and updates, uh, and PlayStation owners can still buy physical copies of Cyberpunk 2077. We are working hard to bring Cyberpunk 2077 back to the PlayStation Store as soon as possible, says CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red has also committed to releasing patches to improve Cyberpunk 2077. The company has already released one post-launch update, and in a December 13th statement, the studio said another update is coming within the next seven days. More significant patches are planned for January and February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last-gen consoles, the company said. An update um, to this added more details. Oh, yeah, they update. Okay. so Also an update to the story. Uh, Microsoft it did is offering refunds yeah. to the game, but it hasn't pulled the game. The game is still available. So, so buyer beware, I guess. There's a couple things I want to say on this. One thing is it should have never came out for the last-gen consoles. That was stupid. Um, this game is too big to do that. It just wasn't smart. Um, also, CD Projekt Red is known for this. Uh, when The Witcher 3 came out, it was garbage. It was hot trash. <laughs> and the problem is, is optimization usually because you will see some people that say Cyberpunk 2077 runs fine. There's some glitches, but it doesn't crash. That's because they're playing it on the PC and they have a very expensive computer. They have top of the line shit. So when the game isn't running optimally, it doesn't matter because their computer can cover the overhead. Um, on consoles, it's a different situation. Now, if it's glitching on the PS5 and crashing on the ps5 and stuff like that the game was just released unfinished and um you know at this point i think 2077 is gonna when it's gonna be ready right. because it's it's i understand it's a huge game and it's a huge undertaking but don't make promises that you can't keep well my, should... my big issue with this was the fact that you made it for the ps5 and the xbox series x which have been known to have very little of the glitching as far mm -hmm. as, as any of that goes, then don't make it for the PS4. Don't try yeah. to expand your base unless you go, okay, well, we need to make sure that it works for the PS4 and then optimize it better for the PS5. It, just, it, it seemed greedy to me. 
Like it was like, oh, but I we need to make sure people can buy it if they don't buy a new console. It's like, but it runs like fucking shit. And now you're wasting even more money. You know, first of all, I already knew. The game's made by CD Projekt Red, for one. I'm going to treat it just like I treated The Witcher 3. I didn't buy The Witcher 3 until the Game of the Year edition came out. <laughs> because I knew it was going to be a good game. They make great games. But they don't seem to be able to fucking get them in working order until like a year after they come out. Like, look at what they're saying here. Oh, and we promise there'll be patches in January and February. You need to fix this now, pimp. Yeah. Like, you release the game. <laughs> you not can't to, just... Not to mention you you released a game for the PS4, and a majority of people are still going to play it on the PS4. Right. Because, you know, not everybody bought a PS5, and there's not enough PS5 or Xbox Series Xs to go around. And there are some people that are clowning on Sony saying that this was a dramatic move. I applaud Sony for this. I think that they're saying, look... We're losing money in this takedown too, but you're making our fucking fans de- play a piece of shit. Like, yeah. And they promised Sony and Microsoft that, oh, we're going to launch it on this day. We'll fix the, we'll fix the bu- bugs on launch day. They made that promise to them and they did not deliver. So what, what are we supposed to do? You know, we hate on Sony now because they're like, well, I don't want to release garbage on my right. fucking console. <laughs> Like, the game is great. I've heard nothing but good things about the game when it runs. Right. So if you have a really super-duper PC, go ahead and buy it. It'll crash sometimes, and it, you'll see weird, glitchy things. I've seen some funny shit. Hmm. But um, it will be playable on something that's super powerful. But if you have a console, don't. I wouldn't buy it right now. It's just not worth your time. I'll buy it when it's on sale. <laughs> and it's the game of the year edition. I bought Witcher 3 game of the year edition with all the DLCs for like 20 bucks. I still haven't played that bitch, but I'll tell you this, it runs like butter. <laughs> so it just is what it is. It's CD Projekt Red is, and a lot of people are going, oh, CD Projekt Red's pulling a Bethesda. The Bethesda games don't come out this fucked up. Yeah. Any, I feel like any sandbox, open world, huge game is going to have weird glitches because there's just a huge fucking thing. You know what I mean? But this is just unplayable from what I've been seeing on at least the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, so do better, CD Projekt Red? <laughs> I don't know. We can do better. Do better. <laughs> do better. Be better. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to add, so I'm just going to keep saying be better in different tones. Be better. <laughs> the Courtney love of video games. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <Okay? laughs> I'm just kidding. They're not, they're not that bad. You know what's the saddest thing? I, I truly believe that they're not assholes. Like They're like, we need to release this game because I <laughs> we keep making people wait. And they're still like, but it's not ready. It's like, well, maybe we could just fix it. <laughs> like I really think that's what's happening. Well, it goes back to the old, remember the old argument when the PS4 games started coming out they're like well they're just releasing them okay well here's the game and then we'll just patch all we'll fix all the patchwork people are getting yeah and game companies are relying on that too much and I I feel like gamers are have been catching on to that now and they're getting fucking tired of it yeah it's like I'm not your beta tester I paid full price for this game (laughs) exactly it should be it's one thing to have a couple of things here and there oh you know this is kind of messed up on this quest or something simple you know what I mean but game breaking 
crashing is the worst thing you can do to a gamer. Yeah. Because you're essentially like, you sold me something I can't even run. <laughs> exactly. Like, fuck you. And now I, I do understand that the console thing is a special thing. Like, obviously, if you consoles are a closed system. So if you're selling something on a console, it should work. Because right. that's what console gamers that's the promise you get to console gamers. And it's not like right? it's not like you're basing it off oh well if they have this type of GPU and this graphics yeah. card. It's like no, they all have the same one on a console. But like any demanding PC game, there are some PC gamers that are running their fucking e machine special <laughs> and getting upset that the game don't run. E machines they listen to those idiots. E machines that they bought on a uh, Windows ninety eight second right. um, special edition and are still running Windows ten on it, you know. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to play Cyberpunk 2077 on my um, Dell laptop. I spent $320 on this laptop four years ago. <laughs> I, I spent I spent $300 on this laptop that I bought in 2006, and I'm trying to figure out why this isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Chromebook. And it's like, what the <laughs> Chromebook. <laughs> I got this on an Apple iPad and I can't figure out why it's not. One thing one thing I will applaud is this is this I think it's the first game that's a triple A title that released on Linux day one. That's great. But if it doesn't run and if I was CD and I I like Linux, but I if I was CD Project Red, I wouldn't have released it on Linux because I would have been focusing on the Windows release first. Right. Because that's the one that's actually going to make you money. <laughs> Linux release is not going to make you money. There's not enough people that play on Linux for it to make you money. So fix the big one first and then fix the second one. I don't even know if Linux people have complained yet. But usually Linux people know their shit. So they they won't buy it if it can't run it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying so. to play this on my Galaxy Tab 4 and can't figure <laughs> out why it's not. <laughs> I tried to install this on my Windows 98 um, IBM Aptiva. Now, <laughs> let me point out, it's Windows 98 Special Edition, so I believe this should run just fine. <laughs> it takes me 20 minutes to open Discord, but still. 20 minutes to open Discord. <laughs> I tried to install this on my Commodore 64, and I'm a little upset because it took me uh, 700 floppy disks once I got that transferred over. I'm trying to run this on my Apple iMac, you know, the one with the red uh, translucent color uh, top. And um, I can't. It's race car red, so it's fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to install this <laughs> on my generation one iPad <laughs> there are the, the sad thing we're joking around there are people like this trust me I work the geek squad people used to come in grown motherfuckers too not little kids a few little kids would come in and say my laptop won't play then I just have to be patient and explain it to them but this grown motherfucker comes in with time he was trying to play I think it was Grand Theft Auto Five, like whatever the big like super game was then right. that was high on graphics. He comes in with this pre-built Dell from like <laughs> 2004, and he goes, "Yeah, um, I put a new graphics card in here, <laughs> and it does cra- it like blue screens a lot, which is a little funny because it's a brand new card." And I go, "Uh huh." He's like. And I'm trying to install Grand Theft Auto V, and it won't even run it. It just blue screens every time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I bought the graphics card at your store. You need to fix this. I go, well, I can tell you right now, it's not the graphics card. 
And he's like, oh, you could just say, you could just tell by looking at it. You're just that good. And I go, comparatively, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, I said, your graphics card's pulling too much power. Your power supply can't support it. And he goes, I plug it in and I turn it on. It turns on. And I go, <laughs> that's not how electronics work. <laughs> It's a varying system, you know, and it was this big argument and I actually got in trouble because I fucking was condescending <laughs> because he came in like an asshole. Right. If he would have came and go, hey, it doesn't work. I don't know why. Could yeah. you just explain it to me? I'd be like, I would be happy to explain it to you. But when you come in like an asshole, you could get checked <laughs> like an asshole. You know, I'm trying to I try to install uh, Cyberpunk uh, 2077 on my um my iPhone 3G and um. I don't, it's just not running. I can't understand why. <laughs> I just, okay. I just I'm had the, I just had the iOS 14 update, so I don't understand why it's not working. I'm trying to run Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> on my Tandy 1000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to run Cyberpunk 2077 on my Nokia brick phone. <laughs> it's run Snake just fine. I'm trying to run, uh, trying to run Cyberpunk 2077 on my original Xbox, and um, I can't figure out why it's not running. <laughs> Trying to run Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on my Samsung um smart fridge, it is ridiculous. I'm trying to run it on my Apple Pippin, and uh... I try, I try, I try to fit the disc into my Sega Genesis, so it doesn't fit. The scissors optimized for any console. I try to put it in on my Apple twenty six on my um on my um. On my uh, oh Jesus Christ! It just jumped. On my, it just jumped out of my head. Uh, Atari twenty six hundred, and um, it just doesn't seem to fit into the little disc drive they have right there. <laughs> so all I did, I put the disc on top of my ColecoVision. It exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I need a full refund. <laughs> I throw a quarter out of it. Tell the fuck off. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you have this in um? <laughs> What do they call them? UND format for the PSP? Oh, God, yeah. Do you have this for the PSP? <laughs> uh, um, do you know if this is available on the on the Vita? Is this available on the Vita? <laughs> can I get the Jesus. Game Boy? Can I get the Game Boy version? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> this isn't even that funny anymore. We're just cracking each other up. And that's the most important. That's right. <laughs> Will this run? <laughs> Will this run on my Pentium 2? Um, I do have 256 megs of RAM. No big deal. Yeah. Right. Well, I ins I put in my AOL disk uh, for to run um, the internet, so obviously it has to play Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I put the Cyberpunk 2077 disk into a half-broken Dreamcast, <laughs> and it didn't work. Half-broken Dreamcast. I'm a little confused. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's <laughs> so Pornhub is removing all videos uploaded to its site by unverified users. Millions of videos in total as part of a crackdown on user-uploaded content after two major payment processors suspended service. The decision, first reported by Motherboard, stems from a New York Times report that found the site was hosting videos of people who are underage and showing children being assaulted. The site announced last Tuesday that it would begin up limiting up, uh, uploads to users to verified users only. Uploads now have to come from official content partners or members of Hub Pornhub's 
model program, which requires age verification to sign up. Uh, Motherboard reports that all previously uploaded videos are now being pulled pending verification and review beginning in 2021. This means every piece of Pornhub content is from up, um, verified uploaders, a requirement that platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat, and Twitter have have yet to institute. Pornhub wrote in a blog post this morning. Well, that's because they don't upload porn on any of those sites. Right. Uh, it's a different. It's a really a different thing. Yeah. Uh, a spokesperson said <clears throat> the verification policy would apply to all site owners owned by MindGeek, Pornhub's parent company. The spokesperson didn't. Um, respond to a follow-up about whether those other sites, in, which include YouPorn and RedTube, would also remove videos from unverified users. Pornhub appears to have wiped out more than 10 million videos as of this writing. Motherboard said that its site boasted 13.5 million videos on Sunday night. At, um, it has 2.9 million as of Monday morning. While the um, site hosts professional videos, its main function operates much like YouTube, allowing users to upload videos of their own and make money off the ad revenue. The video, these video representatives, the bulk of YouTube's porn content, um, Pornhub's content. The following, uh, following the Times report last week, Vas- Visa and Mastercard, Jesus, I'm like, like slamming words together. Uh, said that they would investigate whether the site was hosting illegal content. On Thursday morning, both companies cut off service, preventing customers from making purchases on Pornhub through two of its most popular payment methods available. The suspension of service could pose a significant problem to Pornhub, which also sells videos, and for sex workers who use the platform sales as a source of income. Um, A a conspiracy theory actually came out about this um, because... The day that um, uh, Pornhub deleted all the um, all the videos that were hosted on there, all services on Google, YouTube, YouTube TV, and all of that went down for a good portion of that morning. This happened to coincide. It's like, did it was it because it was Google purging all this stuff, and everybody's like, and <laughs> everybody, uh, Google and Pornhub were like, calm the fuck down. It had nothing to do with that. Also, too, Pornhub's owned by like a French company. No, yeah, yeah. French company. I yeah, think. it's a French company. Um, I mean, my opinion, obviously, anything to get that kind of content off of there is somewhat of a good thing. I mean, it's, and I said that we, Steve and I were talking about this before. Everyone who's ever been on Pornhub has had that day where you're just searching through videos, and if you go too far, it's like YouTube. You, Yeah, you start to see shit that disturbs you. Like, just by seeing the little, like, the where the video is, not watching it, but you're, oh, my God. You know what I mean? You just kind of move away. But it's, um, look, the porn industry is not upset. You just just got rid of their competition. Yeah. But then a lot of them, uh, a lot of, like, the content creators. Look, I'm going to sound real condescending here. Because, honestly... If all you do is fuck on tape, we all fuck. You're just recording it. So it's not really impressive to me. Like this industry is a is a pretty people industry. Like you're attractive, so people want to watch you fuck whatever. So when you when they're whining about it <laughs> saying you took my livelihood away, I get you and I'm not hating on you, but no one's going to care. 
because no one has ever respected sex workers in the history of sex workers. If you, they're on Twitter right now. A lot of them are like Visa and MasterCard are taking away our livelihood. No, they're not. There's other ways to pay you, but Pornhub doesn't want to put up with it because even Pornhub doesn't respect you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just, I get it from a Pornhub standpoint. It's like it's a legal thing and a bit of morality thing too. Come on, you got to You got to guess that the people over at the Pornhub fucking headquarters are like, uh, there's some disgusting shit on here, and we're gonna move on from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my two cents on like, I, I saw this one dude, he was like, oh, you know, I think it was him and his like girlfriend or something. That's their livelihood. And I'm like, yeah, you have a hot girlfriend, dude. Like there's no talent involved. It's one camera. You put it on a tripod and you fuck her brains out. You want me to come over and do that for you? <laughs> like it's not hard. <laughs> you know what I mean, basically, what we're trying to say is porn, Pornhub is now lame. So, don't don't bother with it. Like it's not lame because it doesn't have child stuff on it. It's better because of that, but it doesn't have all the other stuff because. Okay. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> um, Pornhub and any online porn service, the best porn was the. I, even though I just fucking told them it's a talentless job, that was the best porn because they uploaded full stuff. The porn companies is just clips of something they want to sell you. So yeah, it's now a site of clips. The highlight reel of porn. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I can't remember the last time I watched porn anyway, <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, but I don't know. Do you have any contradictory thoughts from what I'm saying? I feel like I'm just ranting about Pornhub. It's all you've been doing today is just been ranting about everything. Isn't uh, that the job here? <laughs> Remember, guys don't guys have podcasts. That's why I don't go to therapy. <laughs> women, That's right? And women have OnlyFans just so they don't have to get a job. <laughs> I hope. I hope he's not complaining. He used to complain that I was too quiet. <laughs> so I don't want to fucking hear it. No, it's starting to um, sound like the three the three fucking bears around here. <laughs> No, I mean, it. you know, it's just, uh, I get what they were trying to do, but I think kind of wiping out more than half of your content just because um, they're yeah. not paying you in some way. Because to me, that's where this kind of, I mean, not to say that it's not, I. what they said is very similar, and I'll explain, as what Apple said, why they're not promoting a charger anymore. Oh, it's to promote ecological advancement that's why we're not putting a charger in all our new phones um is because for apple it wasn't an ecological thing it was because they spend less money Save because money. they're spending spending yeah. more money on the phone so they're going to spend less money on this the same thing with which Horn is perfectly respectable <laughs> <You laughs> just know, be honest about it just, just yeah just be honest about it though but the, the thing with Pornhub is that oh we got rid of everybody that's unverified unless you're verified or part of our modeling our modeling uh, service. It's kind of like, okay, so partnerships and stuff like that. So if people that, you know, maybe they just started not verified, everything's gone. It just yeah. kind it's it's kind of like, oh, you know, the the cart has a couple little holes in it, so we're just gonna burn the whole cart down. Just you know, it it's that YouTube, it's that YouTube uh, mentality of, oh well, we're gonna just get rid of all of this blanket. Right. You know, for the sake of the the few things that are going on there. And I agree with that. And that, that was my main point, too, is that if you compare them to YouTube, like if YouTube did this, 
the world would be set afire. Right. But because they're sex workers, no Nobody one's going to shit. care. Yeah. Like, and and I'm not saying that because I don't care. I'm like, I respect the hustle. Like, even though I'm I'm saying it doesn't take any talent to fuck on camera when it's when it's just one camera. It doesn't. And really n- nothing involved there. But I respect the hustle. You're making money. You know, whatever. Hmm. Get yours. But, you know, oh, well, then you got to go somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. I don't think the other ones pay money, though. What, I don't think. What do you mean the other ones? Like the other porn sites. Oh, I don't think so either. I think you just do it and then you upload and then you just get, you know. Because I think it was such, it must have been a cherry job for some some girls. It's like, okay, I can fuck on camera, make a lot of money. I only have to fuck my boyfriend or husband. I don't have to join the porn industry. I can do it in my own home. Whatever, whatever. It's almost like it was too good to be true for someone who's willing to fuck on camera. And now shit's hit the fan <laughs> and they don't know what to do. You know, they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, God bless them. I hope they uh, I hope they find something. But may, I'm sure Pornhub will come up with some way you can sign up to be a partner. Kind of like um, Twitch does. Where you can be like verified and you get your little check mark or something. I'm sure they'll figure it out. But they they basically were like, "Oh, we're being hung up for child porn." Nope. And they hit, <laughs> they press the red fucking button on that one. Yeah. You know. So it's it's a weird. It's funny because it's porn ups. You'd think, oh, this is stupid, but it's it is a layered problem because I both agree with what Steve is saying because it's absolutely correct, but I also agree with their choice. Like, what else are you gonna do? Cause, cause child porn is a serious thing. Like you can, I mean, we're shutting the whole joint down, hmm. you know, people are going to prison. <laughs> you don't do something about that, you know? So whatever, moving on. Can only talk about Pornhub for so long. <laughs> um, it sounds like Apple isn't the only company that wants to reduce its reliance on Intel. According to Bloomberg, Microsoft is developing in-house ARM processors to power its Surface devices and cloud infrastructure. While there aren't many details on the project yet, Bloomberg reports the company is working on a chip that it plans to use in its data centers. It's also exploring the option of using the same design in its Surface lineup of computers, though notes it's more likely to use the processor in a cloud context than in its computers. Microsoft currently uses Intel-based processors almost exclusively to power its Azure cloud services. The chipmaker is dominant in the server space, commanding a 90% share of the market. News of the development caused the company's stock to drop about 6.3% before trading closed for the day. Can it go that low? Is it in the negatives now? Because... <laughs> Every time I look at it, they're saying it's dropping. I'm like, Jesus. Because Silicon is a foundational building block for technology, we're continuing to invest in our own capabilities in areas like design, manufacturing, and tools, while also fostering and strengthening partnerships with a wide range of chip providers, said Microsoft spokesperson uh, Frank Shaw in a statement to Engadget and other publications. While Microsoft has dabbed dabbled almost said dabbed <laughs> has dabbled <laughs> Dab- <with> arm chips <laughs> in the past as far as its uh surface computers are involved this would be a significant departure for the company the surface pro x 
X's uh, custom SQL processor is based on an existing Qualcomm design, and Microsoft worked with the chipmaker to augment the chipset to its needs. It's clear Microsoft has at least been considering making more ARM-based computers for a while. Back in 2018, a report came out that said the company has considered using ARM-based chips in the original Surface Go, but opted not to after Intel had reportedly petitioned it against the idea. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. Um, while Surface, didn't didn't they have the, like, the first Surface was an ARM chip? I thought so. Well, I thought they had two versions. One was ARM and one wasn't. Yeah, and the ARM one failed because no one nothing was on the Microsoft store at the time. So it was useless. Um, Much like Surface, a lot of stuff that Microsoft had to throw out there. Well, service devices account for a relatively small part of the PC market. Microsoft's decision to develop its own chip for its computers would still be a blow to Intel, particularly after Apple jumped ship with its M1 Silicon earlier this year. In Apple's case, the move to its own architecture has allowed it to ship computers like the new M1 M1 MacBook Air, which delivers better battery life and performance than its Intel predecessor, all without a fan. So I think the the biggest problem here is Intel hasn't innovated in so long. Like they've become too comfortable with being on top. And then AMD was the first one that really started putting cracks in that fucking armor. And now it's just nonstop and Intel can't keep up. Kind of reminds me of Adobe. Yeah. It happens to a lot of tech companies. They get so big and then they just get complacent. Happen to IBM. Everybody everybody uses us so we don't really need to innovate. And then when other people innovate, they're like, oh, well, people still use us because, you know, we're too big. It happened to Microsoft as well. Yeah. But they kind of bounce back, obviously, with Windows 10. But... Um, it was happening with them. Did with they their fucking, I mean, did they, <laughs> at this point, I tolerate Windows 10. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> just because I want to play video games. Which you just reinstalled, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's just, it's it's an inter- I, I I like the ARM architecture because it is innovating. I'm very interested in seeing what develops. Um, but I'll, honestly, I mean, who who has a fucking Surface PC? Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's a right. big deal to Intel. Not a big well, deal. I to, think this is going to be a bigger trend that we're going to see with a lot of manufacturers. Is everybody Apple's developing their own chip? Everyone's watching Apple. Yeah, I and I think the the biggest thing is because one, it's going to cut costs for them because then they can supply their own. They don't have to worry about, you know, the Intels or you know or you know or the all or the other companies. You know, they get to dictate their prices and then they can also at the same time go like, oh, well, we can offer them cheaper because now we're not paying X, Y and Z for, you know, this amount. So I could see Dell, HP later down the line coming out with their own arm based computers or something like that, especially just because of the battery life. Like I could see it on the the ultra thin books and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But. Time will tell. I think everyone's watching Apple. They're seeing how Apple's user base is going to respond to it. Yeah. Even though we all know Apple's user base is just going to buy it. Yeah. As long as their programs work, they don't care. Oh, oh, they they did their own chip. Oh, right. <laughs> Apple made everything in it now. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. It's like, oh, get a room there, dude. Once you I sign mean, up for an OnlyFans and just Apple <laughs> seems to think also. Can you imagine if Apple did an OnlyFans account? 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> money and all they did was show off like somebody touching the product or some <laughs> crazy shit. Um, the uh, Apple seems to think it's one of the many things they said, but it's something that I feel is more important than they're letting on that the 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 graphic performance for gaming is supposed to be a lot better with these M1 chips. Um, and that's something they really need to work on. Yeah. They need gaming, at least a gaming version for the Mac users. Like I'm sure there's people that are love Mac, but they want to game. Yeah. <laughs> and the only good, and, and I always remember that meme where it shows someone using a MacBook as a mouse pad going, I finally found a way to use my Mac for gaming <laughs> because it's, I mean, you can play, I think the biggest game you can play on a Mac is world of Warcraft. You, you can play all of Blizzard's games on there. But, I mean, that's cool. That's cool for those people. But what about right. everybody else? <laughs> so they have less games on the Mac than they do on Linux. That's scary. Yeah. So, I mean, let's yeah. get it together, guys. What are you going to do? All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break for some alcohol and probably a quick jerk. Uh, obviously not from Pornhub. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. And we're back. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said Hello. <laughs> Hello there. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> hey, now. Um, Twitter has announced that it will be shutting down Periscope as a service. The company is set to discontinue Periscope application by March 2021, even though the only people that really use it are people that are trying to tease you into going into a premium Snapchat or whatever. Um, Twitter will, however, continue to offer live video streaming through its integrated Twitter live feature within the main Twitter app. The Periscope app is an unsustainable maintenance mode state. Oh, is in an unsustainable maintenance mode mate state <laughs> and has been for a while. The company explained in a blog post over the past couple of years, we've seen declining usage and know that the cost to support the app will only continue to go up over time. While per Periscope won't be fully shut down until March, the company is already blocking any new account signups starting in, um, in the latest update of the apps, which has been rolling out. Users will have a chance to download an archive of both their Periscope videos and their data before the app is shuttered next year. Additionally, the Periscope website will remain active to serve as a read-only archive of public broadcast. Periscope will also be relaxing our requirement for users to apply some super broadcasters, the company's term for select users who are given the opportunity to cash out tips given to them by followers. Broadcasters will have until April 30th, 2021 to finish cashing out their tips. Twitter brought back Periscope in March 2015 for the service before the service even launched back in the heyday of live broadcasting, arguably started by Meerkat, uh, the once uh, viral streaming service that has since pivoted over to developing House Party. Uh, Periscope would launch later that month with all of the force of Twitter's considerable social presence behind it. But for all of Periscope's popularity at the time, it wasn't a, starting, a staying force in the same way that other live streaming services like the juggernaut of Twitch have, would become. Twitter would go on to integrate live video into the main Periscope, uh, main Twitter app in December 2016 in a feature that was described as being powered by Periscope. According to Twitter, the company has since moved 
most of the core capabilities of Periscope to Twitter Live with a shuttering of Periscope as a separate service, allowing it to better focus on further building out their live streaming functionality in the future. Isn't Periscope like TikTok but long form? Well, yeah, it's it's just live streaming. It's basically, yeah, it, it's, yeah. yeah, you just go. I only knew one person ever on Periscope, and that was the drunk little person from the Howard Stern show. <laughs> he would get on like and and he would call the Howard Stern show and like yeah, I was on Periscope today and it's just I don't know it's I, there's too many services I went on there a couple months ago just to kind of see what it was like and it was dead yeah like it was just people live stream it's, it was like going oh my god this is like Twitch but for bored your phone bo- boring right? people boring people Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's like Twitch, but there it's almost like all vlogs, right? Not not really. There's vlogs, and then there's a lot of black chicks that you know are just like streaming. That they're, they're just streaming. They're like, yeah, if you want to chat with me, go hit me up on my premium Periscope, uh, my premium my premium Snapchat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like going, oh, this is what isn't it's that isn't that the fate of all streaming services. All streaming, all, all social media, media services, yeah. they eventually become advertisements for other social media services. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like the only the only one that I like the format of is Twitter, but it's such a cesspool of weird shit, too. <laughs> like, sometimes I'll, I'll be on Twitter, like, every day I'll check it, and then sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to take a week <laughs> and not... Yeah, <laughs> like I don't even know what Twitter's gonna look like after fucking January. Oh, I know because it's mostly eighty percent of fucking Twitter is Trump, yeah. either pro or against. So I don't know what the fuck they're gonna talk about. Well, now I even the pro ones are going point. to Parler. Who? Parler. That's the they consider they consider themselves. Um, oh, we're a free speech zone, but you're, all the Republicans have gone there. And if you do, sp- oh, I have heard of that. Yeah, yeah, and if you speak liberal, they tend to block you. Yeah, free speech. Free speech only exists legally now. It right. doesn't actually exist the way people think it exists. <laughs> Everybody just finds their little areas and they tell everyone else to fuck off. It's you funny know? because like I was I was noticing today where they were like somebody had said uh. There was an article that, so Dr. Fauci was telling kids that, oh, kids, don't worry about Santa because I know some kids are worrying, you know, oh, if, you know, the lockdown, is Santa going to be here? He's like, no, 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 I, I personally gave Santa a little cutesy. Yeah, the, the vaccine, you know, yeah. so he's, you know, and checked him out medically and he's he's good to go. You have people on social media going, oh, he lies so smoothly now and he's telling these falsehoods. And I was like, you do understand that he's talking about a fictional character to children. Right. If you're, Which if, everyone is in on that. Yeah, I go. And if you're <laughs> concerned about what he's about, the quote unquote lies he's spewing about a fictional character to children, I think you really need to judge your priorities. I'm going to be honest, though. The world has become so cynical that. I have seen that a lot with the whole anti Santa. Like, Stop lying to your children. And it's like, what? Well, I look at it and I go, it's done no irreparable harm to me. I kind of knew when I was a kid, but you kind of went with kinda, it. Everyone kind of, unless yeah. you're a super tiny kid, but everyone kind of knows. Yeah, you know. Nobody nobody ever, nobody ever told me that Santa wasn't real. 
Yeah. I heard someone, um, it was on social media too, it was a while ago, where they said that um, they yell at anyone who brings up Santa because they're an atheist and it's offensive. I'm like, if you're an atheist, it shouldn't offend you at all. Right. Fucking crackpot atheist. <laughs> Even when I was an atheist, it used to piss me off. <laughs> like, stop being, just let everyone have their thing. This is why like, people hate atheists. It's this is why they hate us. <laughs> This is why I hate all of you. Um, Google is facing yet another antitrust lawsuit. Because why not? You know, attorney attorneys general from 38 states and territories have filed antitrust charges over Google's search business. The action is the second antitrust lawsuit against the company this week and the third such claim this year. On Wednesday, Texas is... Uh, attorney general led a group of states in a lawsuit. Texas has been suing everybody lately anyway, yeah, or at least trying, uh, calling out Google's advertising business. And the Justice Department sued Google in October, saying the company's search and advertising business were unfair monopolies. Google's anti-competitive actions have uh, protected its general search monopolies and excluded rivals, depriving consumers of the benefits of competitive choices. Uh, forestalling innovation and undermining new entry or expansion. Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser, who led the latest action, said in a statement, like the DOJ suit, Google's search business is at the heart of the state's action. Though Weiser said the lawsuit goes further than the DOG, DOJ charges. For example, it cites the company's investment in smart speakers, voice assistants, and connected cars as anti-competitive behavior. Devices such as smart home speakers, smart television sets, and connected cars each could support or enable rival general search engines. The lawsuit states Google's conduct in excluding the the presence of rival voice assistants therefore limits an additional pathway through which more competition could come to its search-related monopolies, thus harming consumers' advertising and the competitive process. Google didn't immediately respond. Of course, update. Uh, Google said the lawsuit would hurt businesses that depend on Google for customers. This lawsuit demands changes. Um, this lawsuit demands changes to the design of Google search, requiring us to predominantly feature online middlemen in place of direct connections to businesses. The company wrote redesigning Google search this way would harm the quality of your search results. We look forward to making that case in court while remaining focused on delivering a high-quality search experience for our users. So, two quick things. Um, one, it doesn't matter what Google does because everyone likes Google. So no one's going to care. That's the first thing. <laughs> everyone likes Google. Like, the majority... It, that's the problem with these, oh, you're doing something bad. Nobody cares. <laughs> So it's it doesn't matter. I've talked to people about this before. I'm like Google does X Y Z, and almost everybody goes, "So what? I love Google. Yeah, I use it all the time." Like nobody fucking cares. Um, the second thing is, some of this is a stretch. I mean, I will admit Google does some things that can be considered antitrust and anti competition. But to say they have a like the the thing with the whole smart speakers, like oh, they only allowed their voices. I'm like, so does the Alexa assistant, so yeah. does the Siri. Everyone does it. Just Google's the one that's winning the market right now. So it's you, you have you have to charge them all for that. But then it's like, how can you say 
if you come out with a, a voice assistant device, you have to allow all the other assistants to be installed on it. Why? This doesn't make any sense. Just go buy the one that you want. Yeah, because it, it, I mean, I don't understand that concept because to me it's like, well, if you want, the only ones that would want, well, I want Siri on the Google thing because you don't want to pay the Apple price. Right. So it's like you want to pay the Siri price, but it's like, but that, but then that'd be like, well, then why don't you allow Android phones to install iOS? I mean, because that's how ridiculous it comes down to. And then it's it's, and I kind of like okay, because back in the day, when this was done to Microsoft, because Microsoft basically was was running hard, they were trying to run hardware and software, but it was a different time back then. Microsoft was like the only one doing it. And if it would would have been allowed to go on, Microsoft would still be the only one doing it. <laughs> um, and I people want to like people want to laugh at uh, Netscape Navigator, but that's the reason why we can download other browsers right. onto our computers. I feel like if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask your parents. Right, you're probably <laughs> too young to listen to this podcast, but stay here anyway. Who cares? <laughs> um, I I think that the problem is is there is comp. I mean. Bing is a search engine. It works and it has a pretty good share of the market. They make millions of dollars off of it, you know, but Google is a behemoth. If we're just talking about search, Google is a major player. Have they done weird things like you're basically fucked if you don't put their shit on your website? Yeah, but that kind of happened organically. Yeah, it it just happened because everybody uses Google. I actually don't use Google just because Bing was like my default search engine. I never changed it. I don't know what people are searching where they need it doesn't come up in either or. But uh, to be honest, I've I've been using both because when I use Edge, I don't I didn't when you open up a new tab and you search, it automatically gives you Bing uh, with Firefox. You can select. The only issues that I ever come up with sometimes is when I'm looking for specific stuff, it it doesn't rank the same way as Google. Like, what was I doing? Um, oh, YouTube TV, prime example. I went to, I t- typed in YouTube TV, and it gave me, um, Bing gave me reviews and discussions about YouTube TV as opposed to, you know, the YouTube TVs. I mean, I know it's Google, but at the same time it was like No, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, should get you should get the site the, of, the site of it TV. or the yeah. login or something at the very top, which I didn't get. Um but that could be but then at the same time it's like, well that could be Microsoft say, well we're not going to give them that even though they have no TV service, so I don't see where the point is on that. Yeah. But, you know, it, there are some times where I don't get the sites that I would normally expect right at the top. I think Google is just laid out a little better that it's easier to find more random shit than sometimes on Bing. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'll find things on Bing that I was like, oh, that's new. I haven't seen that one before. Like I think I personally think Bing's um, image search is better. I, I think the my results always come back better on image searches. But yeah, I'll, the, I'll go with that. Yeah. The thing is, is that. When you're comparing Bing and Google, it's so slight of a difference because they're both big companies. And then if your reason to not use Google is because they're spying on you or something, using Bing ain't exactly <laughs> sticking it to the man. You know, sticking it to the man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've I've used um I've had my paranoid time. Steve is very 
knows as well. I think and we I've actually used, um, I think we did a show on that earlier this year too. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, there's a search engine called DuckDuckGo, or DuckDuckGo oh, right. doesn't doesn't track you at all. It doesn't remember anything about you. When you go there, you left. It never knew you were there. Now, it the search engine works great with those limitations cons- considered. The problem is, is that a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of the Google tracking and stuff like that is for convenience. Do they use it anonymously to make money? Yes, they do. Do they know that Steve fucking looked this one thing up and they're telling everyone about? No, yeah. it's just anonymous data. Yeah, you know, it's just it, this pervert looked this up on Pornhub. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and then I I saw I was on a forum one time and they were talking about you know Google tracking you and the big the big companies tracking you and and someone made that point they go you know they yes they do it but it's anonymous data so why is it and this is a real question not trying to poke the bear but why is it really a big deal who cares <laughs> other than other than i don't want them making money off of me thing you know right and and someone actually said and this isn't if you're if you're not experienced with this topic this isn't a common thing to say but he goes yeah but what if you're doing something illegal then it's not anonymous. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> let's also let, let's also be honest. Your your browsing history is going to tattle on you. Not necessarily, right. you know. Unless you're you know, and believe me, I know how to be anonymous online. I've never done it because it is a giant pain in the ass. I know how to do it anonymously. Online. I wear a mask and gloves. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's protects you. Don't use fingerless gloves, though. That's yeah. the trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've, I've, you know, <laughs> I've had my back and forth with Google. But honestly, I always like, look at it as like I'm not that important. Nothing that I'm gonna do is gonna. My wife. So my wife's phone. She has a she has a uh, a Note, Samsung Note. Is the not the newest one, but the one before. And it's been freezing up. And the other day, you know, it's just glitchy. It's a fucking Samsung phone. It's glitchy. Yeah, she's going to have to just, you know, do it. Right, she's had it for six months. It's glitchy. <laughs> um, so, Are you sure it's glitchy or the user is glitchy? No, it's it's not her. <laughs> um, so the other day, she uses Samsung Pay mm. um, a lot. And um, she went, she made a big order at uh, um, In-N-Out pulled out her phone and it immediately froze oh. like couldn't even turn it off and it was, she was embarrassed obviously i wouldn't have gave it for that fucking froze i'll be out but i always have my cards on me too right um but uh she came she's like what's wrong you know typical not to be sexist but the wife comes to the husband this is broke fix it <laughs> and i'm like why won't this turn off and and she was doing like a video call at the same time. I think she was just oh, doing too much. Yeah. And she um, too much resources. Yeah. And I said, uh, well, I mean, you know, she's all frustrated. I said, babe, I've I've told you that Samsung, unfortunately, you know, and and I used to ride Samsung phone. That was the only kind of phones I would get. You know, I think Steve was the same. Yeah. Like Samsung was the the top, but it it's just fallen off. Their, their software is kind of shit. And um, I've told my wife, like, I can take your Samsung phone and strip all the Samsung shit off of it 
and make it just like a Google phone and it will work better. But then she doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. So she doesn't, you know. Um, so she's like, what are you going to tell me? Get an iPhone? Well, you just could tell me to get an iPhone. I'll solve all my problems. Just get an iPhone. And I go, one, calm down. <laughs> Two, it would solve your problems because I have never, I'm on the same installation of iOS for was it seven months now? It's just as fast as it was the first day I turned it on. That never happened to me with Android. Yeah. I think every three months, and I'm kind of, I'm also kind of neurotic about it. Like, I one hang up, I'm like, fuck you, and I would reinstall Android. Um, but it, it would slow down. It's just the nature of Android. It just is what it is. Um, but it doesn't have to be. I told my wife, I said, if you don't want to get an iPhone, get a Pixel. Get a Google phone. Because it doesn't have a bunch of extra bullshit on it. Yeah. You can use Google Pay. It works just like Samsung Pay. And you're good to go. I think she I think she's probably gonna get a pixel pretty soon. Cause she she says iPhones are confusing. Cause they are when you've only used Android. When Boy. I first got my iPhone, I was like, How the fuck? <laughs> like it was a lot of moments where I would wanted to throw the phone across because there's it's this intuitiveness that you have to learn. Yeah. And then you're like, Okay, and now it's like I don't even fucking think about it, but um, yeah, so that's my suggestion, everybody. iPhone or Pixel? That's it. Yeah. And, or one and, of the and wacky Chinese phones. And, <laughs> and, you know, I have the iPhone 7, the prepaid iPhone 7, and I've had the least amount of trouble with this phone oh. that I've had with the, with, uh, with even a lower end Galaxy phone. You know, so it's like, it's, it's one of those where it's like, you know, yeah, it did cost, you know, a bit more than, than the uh, the Galaxy, but at the same time, it runs a lot smoother. I, I generally don't have that issue. Sometimes with the touch screen, but that's because I have to clean it a little more often than I should, than I do. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, it's most of the issues I had with Android that pushed me to iPhone were actually Samsung issues. Yeah. Because I had, I already had decided I was going to get an iPhone. But then I remember I was using that Pixel for a while. Hmm. I really enjoyed it. It was a great phone. I had no issues with it, no slowdowns. I, I think I used it for like three months. Solid phone. And um, and it was old. It wasn't a newer phone. It was like a couple years old, you know. And uh, I had already said I was going to get an iPhone already. But I any person that says they want to get a new phone, and I'm like, do you want Android or, or iPhone? And they go, Android. I go get a Pixel. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's I not think worth it. I think if I ever went back to an Android, I'd get a Pixel. Right. It's not worth, it's not worth the fucking, the, the headaches with Samsung. Yeah. The blue and now, nowadays too, you look at Samsung's ads and if you've been on earth long enough, you could tell it's all glitz and glamour for fucking really nothing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you're just trying to sell me on ego. That ain't good. And the iPhone does that too. But they back it up, I guess, because their <laughs> phone doesn't fucking crash on me every five seconds. True. But anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this right now. So, <laughs> anyways, um, so, talk about ass backwards. The United States government is, as we all know, extremely functional. It's so Absolutely. functional, in so functional, in fact, that it regularly struggles to pass spending bills in order to prevent itself from shutting down. The term perfectly run is never associated with the United States. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Functional, yes. <laughs> the latest it hasn't fallen apart yet. Yeah. Yeah. The 
latest must-pass bill, like many of its predecessors, includes controversial measures that won't be able to pass on their own, negotiated with the high stakes of their particular bill in mind. One of them would turn unauthorized streaming of copyright material into a felony. According to Political Offshoot Protocol, the felony streaming proposal is in the works of Republican Senator Tom Tillis, who has backed similar proposals previously. It is more than less likely what it sounds like. A proposal to turn unauthorized commercial streaming of copyrighted material, progressive policy publication, the American Prospect, specifically points to examples like an album on YouTube, a video clip on Twitch, or a song in an Instagram story into a felony offense with possible prison sentence. Currently, such violations, no matter how severe, are considered misdemeanors rather than felonies because the law requires streaming as a public performance. With Twitch currently in the crosshairs of the music industry, such a change would turn up the heat on streamers and Twitch even higher, perhaps to an untenable degree. Other platforms like YouTube would almost certainly suffer as well. A felony streaming bill would likely be a chill would be a chill on expression. Catherine uh, Trendacosta, associate director and policy activism for the Electronic Frontier Foundation, told American Prospect, "We already see that it's hard enough in just civil uh, copyright, in just civil copyright, and the DMCA for people." to feel comfortable asserting their rights. The chance of a felony would impact both expression and innovation. According to protoc uh, protocol, House and Senate Judiciary Committees have agreed to package the streaming felony proposal into other controversial provisions that include the CASE Act, which would establish a new court-like entity within the U.S. Copyright Office to resolve copyright disputes, and the Trademark Monetization Act, which would give the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office more flexibility to crack down on illegitimate claims from foreign countries. Alongside the felony streaming proposal, these pro these provisions have drawn ire from civil rights groups, digital rights nonprofits, and companies, including the aforementioned Electronic Frontier Foundation, the Internet Archive, the American Library Association, and the Center for Democracy and Technology. Collectively, these groups and others penned a letter to the United States Senate last week. As creators, innovators, small businesses, online special providers, libraries, educators, and civil society organizations, we are concerned with including controversial copyright and trademark bills in a must-pass piece of legislation, the organization wrote via Torrent Freak. We respect Congress's intent to improve our intellectual property system and protect the rights of creators and entrepreneurs. However, certain aspects of this package of bills will have negative impacts on small and medium-sized businesses, creators, libraries, and their patrons, students, teachers, business, educational institutions, religious institutions, fan communities, internet users, and free expression. We ask that you decline to include this package of bills in the funding bill. It's not difficult to see why Tillis would push a proposal to benefit big companies in the entertainment industry to, to um, the detriment of regular people. American Prospect points out that the last couple of years, Tillis's campaign committee and leader leadership received donations totaling out to well over $100,000 from PACs with ties to the Motion Picture Association, Sony Pictures, Uni Universal Music Group, Comcast, and NBC Universal, the Internet and Television Association, Salem Media Group, and Warner Music, among many others. As of, t as of this writing, the 
House passed a stopgap bill to keep the lights on until December 18th. From that, from now, uh, for now, then the group will continue to deliberate over the issues and many others, including the much talked about coronavirus relief package that is yet to materialize, even as the numbers of U.S. Um, in the U.S. are at an all-time high. Um, <laughs> they, I understand copyrights are needed. Like I, I get it. You know what I mean? But they need to figure something out here. It, yeah. it It's to the point that if you buy music, right, mm-hmm. you're going to have to only listen to it with headphones on. Right. Because it's only you're allowed to listen to it. It's it's getting ridiculous now. Like I remember um, when the, that happened with cassette tapes. People were recording off the radio. Oh, yeah. And people were like, well – What's the big deal? You're playing it to me on the radio. Why can't I record it and listen to it later? And honestly, there is no good answer to that. Yeah. Because there isn't. A, mm-hmm. it's a, what? You're cutting out the commercials. That's how we make money. Yes, but I've already listened to them. <laughs> you know, it's it's just silly. And and um, I feel that the record companies and and you know not just not just music, but the the video, the movie companies, stuff like that. They're scrambling and attacking everything because oh, I forget what movie said it. Some cheesy '90s movie, probably, but like you can't stop the free flow of information, you know. <laughs> right. And shit just moves. There's an ebb and flow to it. Now, honestly, I feel most of it's on you know above board here. I mean, we all subscribe, have a fucking Spotify account. You know, everyone's making the money that they're going to make. And I think a lot of this is just getting silly. Like, it's just. Well, to me, it's it's this whole scorched earth policy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know. Um, Which you is can, more of a fear tactic thing. Anyway. Yeah, because it's like going, oh, well, if you pay music on there, we're going to send you a felony where you can actually do prison time. And it's like going, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? It's like, yes, I granted, some of these people you know, that go on there and stream anime and all they do is just watch anime and you're just basically getting there it There was some free. chick that did that, wasn't there? Yeah. There was she a, was mildly cute. Yeah. She just watched anime all day. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> was getting her for that. But the problem is, is you need to go after the companies like Twitch or YouTube that do these because they're not cracking down because these people bring in money. And that's the bigger problem. Right. So they're going to they're gonna go with the scorched earth policy, but who's going to report them? You know, it's like you're going to you're going to rely on YouTube or Twitch, particularly if they well these people bring in, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue for us. Are we willing going to turn these over or shut them down because of something silly like this? Twitch, Twitch and YouTube have this thing where. And it works for music. I don't know what it does for videos, but if it hears a copyrighted piece of music, it will automatically mute the video or just that part right in the video i thought that was a pretty good yeah way of doing it like the video's still there you fucked up right you know it wasn't this mass ban it wasn't a felony thing so i don't understand um why that's not utilized more like well, what I what st- is that i still remember youtube's three strike deal remember that yeah, I you know, where, where you got flagged with something, you had like three strikes. And now then, it just depends on who you are. Yeah, and now it's yeah. like, well, you know, it's copyrighted, but that just means we're going to be able to uh, monetize it. You can't. And it's like, 
Oh, okay. So you found a workaround. So right. we're not going to ban you or give you three strikes, but we're going to make money off of it because, you know, we can, but you can't. Because I've been watching a lot of um, guitar videos lately. You know, people talking about different bands, different, different, like people who play the guitar and stuff like that. And they're always like, I can't play this because the logarithm will fuck me up. Right. Or, um, this band is notorious for blah, which I don't think it's the band, but the, the people who own the right are notorious blockers and they'll block, they'll block every, anything if I put the music up and then I sit down like, are they killing word of mouth? Yeah. I feel like they're destroying word of mouth. I remember, and I'm sure it was the same in the eighties. Steve and I from a different, two different decades. So I existed in the eighties, but I didn't fucking buy anything. But um, in the 90s, let's say I bought it, uh, a CD, right? I bought Nevermind, okay? Fuck <laughs> it, since we're on a Nirvana thing. and um, You're on a Nirvana thing. <laughs> we are on this Nirvana thing, okay? <laughs> don't don't give up on the truth, okay? Um, oh, fuck Courtney. it. And I bought some other album, whatever. Courtney Love killed him. <laughs> I, bought, I bought an Alice in Chains album. I'll just fucking throw it out there. Why? The normal procedure was... Is you would buy an album, you would bring it home, you tell all your fucking friends, usually at school, yo, got that new Alice in Chains. You play the album. You play the album for them. So now I am sharing music that I bought for everyone, which is technically illegal. Right. In my own home, mind you. And then they would go buy it. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, this album, or maybe one of my friends is like, Man, fuck Alice in Chains. I don't want to buy this album. I don't know why they would do well, that. I'm he, just saying. There's a, always that one guy. Here's another thing to that to the to the opposite of that. In the 80s, when you wanted to get hip hop, or you know the album, you know these underground albums, or these out al- these tapes that you couldn't get in the yeah. in the you know you couldn't get in this you couldn't hear on the radio, or you know some dude got oh man I got this tape of you know this this is how in my school like. Um, Two Life Crew, Run DMC, not Run DMC, uh, uh, um, Ice T, and a lot of these, a lot of these rappers proliferated. And there is because one dude would have the tape and be like, "Oh, dude, I want a copy." Oh yeah, I'll make you copy, make a copy of that, and that started to spread around. So then, when you actually went out and found like an album of that, you bought the album. And then, and on that same point you know who used what used to live and breathe on that too is local music scenes yeah so especially in los angeles good night i mean the local music scene in la has always been so nice but those bands are not on the fucking radio but if enough people hear about it they would call the radio and say put this motherfucker on right like i remember they used to send radio stations tapes now fast forward to 2020 no one's really making money on album sales anymore no. It's all streaming now. They make most of their money from endorsements and from touring. So wouldn't it be even more important to do word of mouth and less of a detriment if I share an album with somebody? Well, here, here's my, None of us are buying them anyway. Well, here's my thing. If you're paying for a streaming service, okay, whatever, that cut goes to whatever. But there are free tiers of that, so why is it illegal why it's isn't all, it's all fucking money because it's a free tier of Spotify because I have to listen to commercials. So everyone's making money, but I get your point though. Yeah. It's like if there's a free tier, if I can hear Taylor Swift's 
new album. Right. On the free tier. I just can't skip it. By the way, Taylor Swift's new album wasn't too bad. I'm not usually into that music, but it was better than her her other shit. But that's another story for another day. Um, if you listen to that, if I buy the Taylor Swift album, I legally not like the police are gonna bang down my door, but I can't. Oh, actually, you know what? Fine, I can't legally play it on this podcast. Right. We would get taken down if I played the entire Taylor Swift, even just a song, because I remember I used to want to do stuff like that in the beginning. And Steve was more versed on copyright law than me. I'm like, I want to play this song. It's the fucking jam. You can't play a whole song. <laughs> like a podcast, Adam, calm down. Um, I can't do that. But you can listen to that album <laughs> right. on a free tier of spot. it, it Spotify, like, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all of that, the free stuff. It's be, and, and the only reason is because I have to listen to commercials over there. Right. It's so stupid. Like, it, it's, it's a weird... Like, who owns what now? So if I buy an album and I can't let my friends listen to it, do I actually own that album? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, but the same same thing goes to if you buy it digitally, do you actually t- technically own it? No, you, exactly. you buy the licensing to it. I've been thinking about getting um, vinyls again. Remember <laughs> I was talking about that? Yeah. There's just something about it that I like. I was at Walmart and I was flipping. Walmart has a vinyl section. I was like, vinyls are popping off now. Yeah. And I saw um, Green Day's Dookie was there. Fucking um, all kinds of hip hop albums, of course. Some new shit. I was like, I'm fucking. This is dope. I need to get this shit. (laughs) Become a mute. A year from now, I'm gonna be like, listen, I can't. I can't use these headphones. The frequency is. (laughs) Give me an audiophile. I have six pairs of headphones, each for different genres of music. <laughs> They're all set for different genres. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do. Can you hand me the classical headphones? I accidentally grabbed the classic rock <laughs> headphones. I need the classical headphones. But yeah, it's. I'm Excuse be- me, but I installed Spotify on my uh, Windows ninety five uh, <laughs> e machines, and it doesn't seem to work. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. Copyright law confuses me because it becomes that what we're just doing. Yeah. Like it's this circular argument that makes no sense. Like I don't, if I bought something, why can't I share it with people? Like I get the Napster thing and, and stuff like that. I don't want, I don't want Lars to come get me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get that cause it's right. a mass thing, you know, yeah. or it, or Twitch. I do understand cause you're making money and a, like that broad that was playing nothing but anime and then monetizing. It's like, bitch, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, stop it. I didn't know that was illegal. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, you know now, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Especially Japan. Japan don't fuck with plague oh, with that hell shit. Hell no. Hell no. Um, so it's like, I don't know. There's nothing else really to say. It's just yeah. fucking weird. Um, plenty of games let you turn invisible. <laughs> this one was funny. We're going to end on a funny note. Unfortunately, Call of Duty Warzone isn't supposed to be one of them. As Eurogamer reports, a nasty glitch has snuck in with the Season 1 update that launched on December 16th. Players have realized that they can turn invisible if they crash while using the new helicopter minigun. According to Eurogamer, the glitch also seems to make the player... But don't we all want to turn invisible at some point? Right. (laughs) Um, It gets better, though. The glitch also seems to make the player bulletproof. Nice. Um, <laughs> they could still die by other means, such as vehicles, explosions, and the the quote unquote gas. Because the for people who don't know this, the battle royale genre, it um all of them. So Fortnite, Warzone, 
there's like a there's a perimeter and it keeps getting smaller. <laughs> Usually it's a gas or something like that, but the, that's that's the main. It's getting more and more tense. Everyone gets forced into the center. Um, so they can still die by that. Um, but the combination of invisibility and general invulnerability is obviously lethal. The Call of Duty Warzone subreddit is now littered with clips and anger-filled reports of people being assassinated by invisible players. Um, <laughs> the developers behind Warzone are yet to comment. We wouldn't be surprised if everyone involved is working on a fix right now, though of course they are. For Warzone fans, this scenario is all too familiar. The free-to-play Battle Royale has been a huge success and helped reignite interest in other Call of Duty games such as Modern Warfare, which I still need to finish. The storyline for Modern Warfare is fucking dope. Like, I got really into it, but then I fucking, typical me, I saw something shiny and looked somewhere else. <laughs> um, and Black Ops Cold War. Unfortunately, the success has been in spite of some frustrating bugs. Back in September, there was a glitch that allowed players to drive any vehicle outside the intended combat zone, crashing the game and shutting down the match in the process. The following month, a different bug allowed players to use normally limited tactical abilities, such as stun grenades and stem heals, anytime they liked. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed the Battle Royale is a, is a little more stable in 2021. The game has more than 85 million players after all. Now, they kind of word it. There have been some glitches in Warzone, but all in all, it's a pretty solid game. It's it's not fucking cyberpunk. You know what I no, mean? Like it, I, it, I, it functions. Yeah, I've I've heard some of the glitches that they've had on there, and I just some they're of them just are funny. Yeah, like some they're, the, silly. they're hilariously funny. Yeah, I've actually played a couple matches of Warzone. Battle Royale's not really online gaming, really, unless it's World of Warcraft or something like that, but competitive online gaming is not really my thing but it is a solid game like i enjoy i had fun you know you'll see the people who play people who play one game too much yeah will find ways to complain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i've seen on the subreddits because i love reddit dude. reddit's probably my favorite social network <laughs> um i've seen people just like oh my kill rate is 0.2 i'm like oh my god dude like do you have a job? <laughs> like, calm down. Um, I installed um, Warzone on my uh, Dell laptop that has an um, Intel in, in, um, Centrino processor, and I want to know why it's glitchy as fuck. <laughs> if you want to know the perfect way to look at this specific problem with that, with, with the whole finding reasons to complain, my son, 10 years old, <laughs> plays Fortnite like any other 10-year-old. And um, my older son said, I heard that game, um, you know, it's hard to be top tier and blah, 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 blah. He said a bunch of other shit, all that min-max silly shit. Right. My younger son, without even looking at him, he goes, yeah, but the difference between me and them is I play the game to have fun. <laughs> and I go, wow. <laughs> and I went over and, and dapped him up real talk. Like, right. I was like, bro, <laughs> the truth, the mouth of babes, I'm telling you. Exactly. All right, so moving on into uh, people we wish would turn invisible. God, this dude's a dick all the time. Oh, I know. So we move on to our douchebags this week. And, oh, this one's a prime one. So actor, even saying actor is like a bit of a stretch. Actor. <laughs> Thespian. <laughs> uh, let's just pray. Let's just change. Let's just make it what it actually douchebag. 
uh, Kirk Cameron is facing sharp criticism after hosting a mass gathering of carolers at a Ventura County mall with few participants wearing masks in the middle of a massive corona uh, virus surge. Cameron's caroling event held, uh, was held Sunday evening outside the Oaks Mall in Thousand Oaks. Video of the event shows hundreds of people gathered to sing Christmas carols, few of them wearing masks or participating in social distancing. It is generating backlash in Ventura County, which, like most Southern California, most of Southern California has seen a dangerous post-Thanksgiving surge in cases. And you guys are on lockdown right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, we have, we have the new... Uh, the new one and they expect that we're going to have a harder one in january the lockdown's not ridiculous him doing it during a lockdown yeah. is ridiculous um ventura county has reported nearly seventy thousand covid 19 cases since the start of this pandemic but on monday alone the county reported 2651 new cases a 10 percent increase in a single day the Jeez. county has reported 199 deaths from the virus and thir- um, 13 1307 people hospitalized since the start of the pandemic Cameron, best known for starring in and Growing Pains, uh, ran from 85 to 92. And most recent, he's been an active as an evangelical Christian with a ministry based in the Los Angeles area. He and others who gathered said they wanted to celebrate their God-given liberties. On his Instagram account, Cameron urged people to attend the event. Afterwards, he said, people had such a great time. It lifted our spirits. Over 500 people gathered. Local officials, however, say that the that many people gathered in one space without masks and physical distancing is irresponsible. Liberty and freedom are fra- are very fragile, and they come at it with great responsibility," said Thousand Oaks Mayor Claudia De La Peña. Uh, continuing to hold large gatherings and ignoring all guidance, I feel is unchristian. What? <laughs> Holding gatherings like this is no, it- like it's just fucking ass. The Catholic Church did this during the plague. Yeah. Like they would, they told everybody like, stay in your fucking house, because yeah. they were kind of the ruling force during yeah, that time. But, then but you still, ha- you have these evangelicals that go out there. The mayors over there saying, continue to hold large gatherings, ignoring all guidelines. I feel is unchristian, and he's right. They are unchristian because Christian Christianity is supposed to be about caring about everybody else, not yourself. Oh my God, these people, dude! This thespian Kurt Cameron <laughs> trying to act like he's intelligent that's what he's trying to do yeah. he's doing a poor job well i mean he's a he was a i guess teen heartthrob so how much he credibility was. should we keep giving this guy he was a teen heartthrob for the girls that are my age now yeah. so i mean <laughs> <laughs> the term irrelevant <laughs> gets thrown around a lot here um i i knew someone who had a kurt cameron poster when they were young Whatever. Um, yeah, Kirk Cameron's a fucking idiot. It's just irresponsible. Like I, 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 I'm getting. It used to be funny, and now it's more of like when they start going, "My liberty," you just want to fucking back it. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like it's liberty is one thing, but just being a fucking idiot. You you have the right to be intelligent too. You should try that. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Every so often. There's a post on Reddit's Am I an Asshole subreddit, which is, by the way, if you're not, it's quality content. People tell stories. And they oh, go, Am I've I seen an those. asshole? Yeah. yeah, I've seen those. We're like, I'm yeah. an asshole. Most of the time they're like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are <laughs> yeah. an asshole. Um, sub that really captures the pure, unadulterated essence of a true asshole. Today, 
And I'm going to start going to this more often. Um, today, that post comes courtesy of a literal millionaire trust fund kid who revealed that he has been posing as a starving artist and begging for cash on crowdfunding platforms because he's not comfortable with the concept of being rich. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, my God. I found this little gem yesterday. Um, the post in question was made by a throwaway account like they all are. Always a telltale sign that the person behind it already suspects deep down <laughs> that they will be judged harshly for their questionable life choices. Things start out normally enough with the anonymous post revealing, quote, I am an artist and performer who lives a very bohemian lifestyle intentionally. I live in a as opposed large... to those that do it unintentionally. Right. <laughs> Um, I live in a large, old, broken-down house with four other artists. We each pay less than half in rent, with the usual rent would be for my major U.S. city. I am one of the most popular drag queens in my city. I host a few regular gigs, and I hustle and do whatever else I need to get by. My goal has always been to support myself entirely from my art. I grew up far from where I live. I moved here as soon as high school finished. I have been here for years and I am very much integrated into my new city with many friends and family or friends and fans and local connections. This the way this list is structured I expect to be I expect to read so as I left my uh being a prince in Nigeria because it has right. that very like fake Yeah. Um the poster went on to reveal that he recently aged out of his parents' insurance, which normally happens around age 26 in the U.S. Now it does. Yeah. Um, and could not find an affordable plan. To make up the shortfall, he turned to GoFundMe, where he raised a couple of thousand dollars from friends, fans, and Instagram followers. Those are some generous friends, fans, and Instagram followers. Seriously. The kicker came. When Why aren't they listening to this show? <laughs> I know. Fuck. We're actually in a bohemian lifestyle. Um, Unintentionally. <laughs> right. I don't want this. Um, the kicker came when a friend suggested that the poster might be eligible for Medicaid or a similar type of financial subsidy. So someone trying to help out. Right. He told the friend several times that he would probably not qualify. And when pressed, finally revealed the reason. He is a literal fucking millionaire. <laughs> As he explained it, quote, I technically have interest income from a trust fund that I don't touch, but it is enough to disqualify me. He came back at me aggressively asking if I was saying that I make more than $50,000 U.S. per year in just interest. And I told him technically, yes, but that is money that I never asked for and never touch. Somehow that was enough for him to figure out that my trust was over $1 million and he just couldn't believe it. He accused me of scamming people by asking for money to help with my insurance costs, but I don't think I did. I never asked for that money. Um, in parentheses, the, the trust money. It came from a family and a different part of my life that I successfully left behind. Actually, I'm afraid of touching the money because then I might end up having to pay taxes on it or something. Oh, God forbid. And oh, there's but, no way I could afford that. Well, with the with the money that you have, you'd be able to afford it. Yeah. The person's friend um, then made a Facebook post about the situation, accusing them of spreading a sob story and telling those who contributed to ask for their money back. Turning to Reddit to ask if he is indeed an asshole, the poster wrote, quote, the acquaintance and some of my other friends are saying that simply by creating a GoFundMe, I was giving the impression that I was broke and had no other options other than to ask for help. Yeah, that's how that works. That's how, yeah. Uh, 
Now, some people are calling me a trust fund baby and saying that my whole persona is fake, but I feel like my previous life was the fake life and that the life I have built and lived for over seven years is my real life. I'm afraid this is going to snowball and ruin everything I've spent the last seven years building. Building what? Yeah. Being broke? You're you're asking people for fucking money. Only rich people think being a starving artist is a choice. Right. It's not a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like it's like Picasso chose to be a. He didn't choose anything. It's that was the only thing he could do. (laughs) He he tried desperately to sell his shit. Um, My very firm, my very firm feeling on this is yes. If you can afford to pay your own damn way while your peers are out of work and generally struggling during struggling during a pandemic, you're indeed an asshole. If you're out there asking um, those same peers to support your lifestyle, Reddit and Twitter agreed. "Quote: I have so much so much money. I'm worried the taxes on it will bankrupt me." Wrote one commenter. "You're the asshole and frankly a bit dumb." Uh, another quote, you're asking people who have considerably less than you to donate for your health insurance while you have a million dollars just sitting there. Shockingly, you're the asshole, said another. Oh, definitely you're the asshole, said one. Please, please, people gave you money they earned so you didn't have to spend money you didn't earn. I'm willing to bet none of the friends and fans that donated had a million dollar trust fund they're terrified to use for their own damn health care. You took advantage of people who didn't know they were paying for your your lack of courage. Pay it back, then consult an advisor and do something nice for the community. That motherfucker came with that real fucking talk, bro. <laughs> this is you're a scammer who has somehow convinced themselves that they're actually a victim. Uh, was maybe the the most succinct reply, the most relevant reply. A poster coming in hot with this level of nonsense, claiming to be one of the most popular drag queens in their city is going to attract a lot of... First of all, if they're one of the most popular drag queens in a major city, they have money. Yeah. That's a big business. Um, it's just... this. Oh, by the way, that's succinct. Thank you, succinct. I knew the word, but I couldn't remember how to say it. <laughs> I, I was like, that. fuck. I know, I hate um, that. Journalists sometimes, they, you know, throw, they throw one or two words in there that no one uses anymore, and you're like, fuck. Um, when I read this, <laughs> I was like... The saddest thing is he doesn't realize why he's the asshole because this is the epitome of privilege. He chose to be poor. Who, who chooses? And I guarantee you his version of starving artist ain't, ain't fucking Picasso, bro. No, right. You know, it ain't an actual starving artist. It's, he's probably that house, probably a party house. (laughs) So, I it's it's and, just sad. To and me. also to say like, oh well, if I touch that money, it would break me. No, it wouldn't. They don't tax you a hundred percent. Yeah, which is funny when that comes like consult an advisor for yeah. real. Yeah, like how much do you think they're going? It, 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 he makes it sound like I have a million dollars. They're I'm gonna go broke because they're gonna tax me like a million and a half. It's like what? <laughs> and also the fact of like, oh well, yeah, but if I touch it, they're gonna tax me. Um, they're gonna tax you whether you touch it or not. It's yours. Like now, that's... what probably happened is his family that gave him that money probably didn't want him to be a drag queen. Yeah, and now he doesn't want to touch the money because they've pissed him off. Yeah, he's trying because to... they don't agree with his lifestyle. 
I I sympathize with that, but it's also not my fucking problem. Right. So don't ask me for money. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. and you know the people that give money on GoFundMe's are normal people. Yeah. They're not billionaires fucking handing out money. Yeah. And most people, and at this point in time where people don't like the rich, oh, so a rich guy who chose this is asking me to give him money? Fuck this guy. Sounds like a fucking whole fan. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Now, just another reference. Just at the end. Just <laughs> add it in. Uh, okay, so this one here has got a lot of, a lot of back and forth on social media. Tom Cruise expresses frustrations with crew members on the set of Mission Impossible 7 after he saw them breaking COVID-19 guidelines to sources close to the production confirmed a variety. Um, at the first reported by The Sun, after Cruz saw two crew members standing too close to one another in front of a computer screen, he um, he told the crew, I don't, um, if I see you do it again, you're fucking gone. An audio obtained by The Sun, Cruz can be heard saying, we are the gold standard. We're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us, because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every fucking studio at night, insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creative. Uh, we are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. I don't ever want to see it again, ever. Now, Cruz has been strict about enforcing COVID-19 guidelines on the set of the film in Britain and scolded the crew for taking advantage of the safe environment that the team in place helped create. You can't tell you can tell it to people who are losing their fucking homes because our industry is shut down. It it's not going to put food on the on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The future of this fucking industry crew said i'm so sorry i am beyond um, your apologies i have told you and now i want it and if you if you don't do it you're out you're not you're not shutting this fucking movie down it is that understood if i see it again you're fucking gone crew um cruz pointed out specific members of the crew telling one you're going to cost him his job am i clear do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that I have because I deal with this with your um, because I deal with your reasons? And if you can't be reasonable and you can't deal with and I and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. Cruz said, "That's it. Uh, that's it. That is it. I trust you guys to be here." Mission Impossible Seven recently hit theater. Uh, was recently hit by delays in October when twelve people. Um, were set in in Italy, tested positive for COVID-19 production, resumed a week later, and returned to the UK two weeks ago. So the reason this is part of our social media idiots is because there's been back and forth on this. People saying that Tom Cruise is right. He he should. He's responsible for this. This is his franchise. He has every right to say that. And other people are like, uh, we shouldn't really be shaming these people. We need to, you know, to help educate these people and, you know, get them on the same page. This is fucking December. Yeah. This has been going on since fucking March. The page March. is old. Yeah. It's point. like there is no educating these people. Anybody who does that is blatantly doing it because they don't give a fuck. So, you know what? And there's been there's been a lot of talk of like, oh, here's another example of someone with privilege talking down. It's like <laughs> that's a different situation. Yeah. Like I I 100% agree um with Cruz here. And also, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like a man who didn't forget where he fucking came from. Yeah. 
because he's not saying you're fucking up my vision or you're fucking up my movie or whatever. He's saying people are losing their house because we can't work. Right. <laughs> like get it to fucking gather. Also, you hear a lot of like, oh, he shouldn't have. This wasn't supposed to be public. If everyone would stop fucking recording everything, yeah. it won't be a big thing. This was an internal, hey, because this is what people don't realize too. I mean, a lot of people go, oh, Tom Cruise is an actor. He's an actor, but he also is running that fucking set. He's a producer. Tom Cruise of, is, this is a produ- he's a producer. Exactly. Of this, and he's of this. one of the last like great movie stars where if he's on a project, his fingers are in everything. Yeah. He doesn't do anything he doesn't want to fucking do. You know what I mean? So it's like if he's yelling at them, it's because he's their fucking boss. Right. <laughs> They're not following his rule. Yeah. It's and, so fucking sad to me, dude. Yeah, you, you have people doing this and then people um, getting on um, George Clooney because George Clooney said he's right. You know, he goes, yeah. he, you know, you know, Clooney don't give a fuck. He Clo- said whatever he wants. Yeah, Clooney's like, Clooney was basically saying, he's right. He's in charge of this. Everybody's looking at him because people are trying to do movies, film movies right now. But yeah, they're looking at him and the Batman. And the Batman had to shut down because, yeah. um, because Pattinson got COVID. It's like everybody needs to be on the same fucking page. And here you have people that are like, nothing's going to happen. I can wear it without a mask. But that person gets it or gets it from there or gets it off, gets it off and then brings it to the movie set. Um, one of uh, Richard Schiff, who used to was on the West Wing. He's on The Good Doctor now. He uh, um, he got COVID. He didn't get it on set, but they te- he found out when he went to the set and they tested him. And that's when he found out he had it and he had COVID and he's, you know, been out and they shut down production for a little while. But they asked him, you know, what do you think about Tom Cruise? He goes, well, you know, he goes, Tom Cruise is a is a movie star with a big franchise. This is a huge franchise for a studio. So I'm not going to sit here and quibble over whether he should have said it or not. He goes, that's a totally different thing. And it's right. This is this is a major franchise. Millions upon millions of dollars are being used to make this movie. Tom Cruise is a producer on it. And he knows if he can film this successfully, everybody else can say, okay, well, let's try try to do that. Right. You have the same thing it's, that happens here. You had the bubble with the NBA, mm-hmm. with the NBA. Nobody got COVID. And everybody's like, oh, okay, well, we can kind of do something similar. NFL, you have people getting COVID all the time. Baseball, people getting COVID all, all the time. It's like, look, the NBA did it right. Why can't everybody else do it that way? It's all about enforcement. That's the yeah. thing. And, and the... To me, what stuck was the, oh, he's, you know, he's just a rich actor talking down to people. It's no one fucking cares about context. Like what I heard and he was Steve was being nice. He was yelling. (laughs) And um, and it's weird to hear him yell, too, because he's usually such a like upbeat dude. But um, his whole point was. People need to support themselves. They need to put food on their table and you're going to fuck that up. It wasn't, you know, that was my main takeaway. It wasn't a, a him thing. He didn't yeah. really talk about him at all. He didn't talk about all. himself. He, talk, he said we. Yeah, he's we. talking about his, the people that rely on him for this job. Yeah, everybody here, we all are part yeah. of the same thing, you know. And this, technically, he's probably talking about fucking not even Americans because he's <laughs> in a different country. Like, he seemed like the most selfless person in that argument. Even yeah. though he's the only one speaking, but still. Like... And it also sounded like if, if we're talking about context and just a little bit of common sense, the way he's yelling 
is not is it's not the first time it's happened. <laughs> it it seems like it's been happening, yeah. and that that was the last fucking. And straw. that's what everybody kind of goes is they don't get that you know this outburst is like we don't know how many times he's had this, and he kind of indicated that you know he's seen this happen. Yeah, and people and all and we all know Tom Cruise is usually all smiles. Level-headed guy. He's never been one for, I mean, religion or whatever. I don't care, but he's never been one for controversies of like freaky. He's not Christian Bale. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so he's not if, Christian Bale ranting about a guy making a noise that ruined his moment. It's right, because like, that right there is a rich person talking down <laughs> to someone. That's the difference. Like, it's about him. And I've, his and, problem. And I've heard stories from actors, mostly extras that have worked on movies of him, and they always say he's a real nice guy. One had a bad day. One particular, one particular story that always comes up is um, uh, the, the Last Samurai that he did. He said that they were doing the scene and it just logistically wasn't working and the director got pissed and yelled at all the, the people in the background, all the extras and stuff, and berated them and stuff like that. And Tom Cruise stopped him, took him off the set, and then came back later and apologized to all of the extras and said, you know what, we're all doing this job here. We're all, you know, we're tired. Yeah. We're trying to make this go. So let's just, you know, we're, let's just give it our all, you know. And it's like, yeah, you don't hear about this attitude. And it's just kind of like, to me, it's like at this point, if you're not wearing a mask, there is no education for you. It's you're been just an asshole. It's been. You're not dumb. You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's 10 months. We've been going through this for 10 months. And at this point. You not wearing a mask is a fucking choice that you have made. It's not about education. And the, these liberals bug the fuck out of me. Like, well, we have to find different ways. It's like, no, we need to we need to get at these people. Well, we shouldn't shame them. Yes, we should. They're the ones. They're the reasons. Everybody always goes, well, you know, they're misinformed or whatever. It's like, no, they're not. At this particular point in time, when do we stop? Is my thing. When do we stop? Oh, they just need to be educated. It's like telling people that smoke, oh, hey, smoking causes cancer. It's like, well, we need to educate them. No, I think it's pretty well fucking clear that smoking the only causes we cancer. We need to educate on as children. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else knows. And you know who you know who knows that smoking the the number one person that knows smoking is bad is a smoker. I've yeah. every time I've had when I was younger, I have a guy that would go. You know, you want a cigarette? It's like, no, nah, I'm not. Into it. You never been curious? Nope. And they're like, good. It's a bad fucking habit. Shouldn't get into it. I used it. to say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when I was smoking. Yeah. It, someone would go, oh, you smoke? It's like, yeah, you don't? No, good. Stay that way. Yeah, don't do it. It's a bad fucking habit. It's like I've had people say that when I was younger. And it's like, it's like they're the ones that know. So it's like, oh, we need to stop this shit. Just Yet again, there are people whose opinion on certain things actually fucking matter yeah and then there are the other people <laughs> the problem is is most people listen to the other people, people these yeah. days and it's it's ridiculous you well know, i don't listen like, to the scientists because i do my own research oh so you were supposed and what to is believe. what are your fucking credentials <laughs> exactly because the person with the phd just told me something <laughs> but you're fucking joe blow who like fucking Works at the vape shop or something. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> he works at the Burger King in the drive-thru at midnight, you know? <laughs> there, it's so funny. There's this chick on TikTok. She's like, she's super cute. And she works at like a smoke shop or whatever. And they found out that she's a Republican. <laughs> so everybody was like, what? You know? And she was like, look, she made a little video on TikTok. And she says, I am a Republican. Okay. I'm not going to get into politics with everybody because that's not what I'm here for. I want everyone 
to love each other. I love everybody else. She's like a hippie Republican, basically. Very calm. She said, I'm not here to talk about politics. You know, we're just here to vibe and, and be cool, you know? So to me, I'm like, oh, cool. You know, can't hate on the chick just just for being a Republican. <laughs> you know what I mean? But people did. Yeah. <laughs> they found a way. So there was a couple other videos where she's like, listen, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. <laughs> then everybody just forgot about it because she's hot. And, you know, um, <laughs> so, yeah, Tom Cruise said what needed to be said. Yeah. And the, in the, this, the social media idiots are the people on social media that are saying, Absolutely. oh, we shouldn't do that. It's like, no, you're the fucking idiots. It's ridiculous. And those are just the people that, that still believe they shouldn't have to wear a mask. Yeah. That those are the people that are complaining about Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, fuck you. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, oh, he has more money than them, so he shouldn't be allowed to tell them what to do. That makes no sense. <laughs> that means every boss everywhere can't right. talk to anyone. Yeah. You can't talk down to someone and say, oh, but he was rude to me because you're being a fucking moron. And this it's could. Another, it's another example of context not meaning anything to anybody. No. You know, now, if, if Tom if there was a thing of Tom Cruise going, I'm a very important person. Yeah. And you're impeding my importance. Then okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like a right Queen Elizabeth. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> you know, but. What? Are we not amused? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> are you not entertained? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this supercharged um, episode. Yeah. Um, if you would like to make an impact on the world, you can donate to our little program. Just head over to thelazygeeks.com and click on the donate button. And just know that we're leaving bohemian lifestyles. That's right. Unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. To, though, this is the funniest thing. When Steve said he wanted to, he was thinking about adding the donate button, I had hesitation because I don't like asking people for things. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. It was just a personal issue I had. I worked through it and whatever. <laughs> it didn't really matter. So when I hear that some millionaire is begging people for money, I'm like, I get extra mad because I'm like, I'm actually broke sometimes. <laughs> and I don't want to ask people for money. Like, what the fuck? Ugh. But if you can't help us out monetarily, you know, you don't want to touch the millions because you're afraid you're going to be taxed beyond beyond belief, drop us a review. You know, share the show with people you like, you don't like. Give it as a Christmas gift. Um, you know, whatever. They'll, they'll probably thank you for it in the end. They taxed me 128%. Um. <laughs> they taxed me 200%. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. Um, you can check out. All the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network by either going to the website or just type in the Lazy Geeks on your podcast app of choice. And if you have comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes, or have ideas on how we can make money pretending to be millionaires asking people for money, uh, you can hit us up on social media Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or email us the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. So that is it for us this year. So until 2021, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Ramey. Have a Merry Christmas. And if you see people outside your house, wear a fucking mask. <laughs>